Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm Mara Caravello here today with Taylor Morgan, filling in for Boyd Matheson um, temporarily, but we wish Boyd well. Taylor, we have a full day because we've got the session and we also have a ton of national news. We're going to switch a little to national news where this Thursday, Congress and the President will gather for the annual National Prayer Breakfast. This is a decades old event and it's going to look a little different this year. One senator says and describes it as Congress uh, is taking it back to its roots. So what does that look like is the question we pose today. Um, Kelsey Dallas, who covers religion, sports, and the Supreme Court for the Deseret News and serves as an editor of the Sports Express team, has been following this issue and is here today to to, uh, walk us through what's going on that's new. Kelsey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So uh, how is the National Prayer Breakfast going to be different this year? Well, it'll be notably more casual because in years past, it felt like quite a formal breakfast as you might enjoy at a large work conference where everyone's seated, there's tablecloths, you're making small talk with the people at your table. And this year, it'll be in more of an auditorium with grab-and-go bagels. Hmm. There'll be remarks made by the organizers, but you won't have that same pressure to stick around and network as in years past. Right. It's it's bagels and schmear to go. So um, Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, why the change? Why uh, – not to be uh, cynical here, Kelsey, but has the prayer breakfast – was it politicized by one side or the other, or why the change? I think that there was a sense by uh, many congressional leaders that it was just spiraling a bit out of control, and it was becoming more of a uh, lobbying event where you would be in this large hotel ballroom with all sorts of people coming up to you, chatting about their initiatives or their uh, policy proposals, and it, it got away from the original goal, which was an opportunity for lawmakers to have a moment to connect with God um, and to reflect on the relationship between religion and politics. And so I believe by pulling back and making it smaller and more exclusive, that there's just a feeling that they can refocus it on uh, the religious messaging rather than the politics that surround everyday life in D.C. Hmm, so a little more focus. So uh, have you heard anything to about what we should expect from President Biden and what he will focus on and promote at the breakfast? We we know he's a devout Catholic and he's often brought up his faith when he talks in um, public situations. Do we have any indication of where President Biden's remarks will go that day? Based on past Remarks, and as you noted in your intro, this is a decades-old tradition. I think we can expect a mix of the personal and political, where uh, President Biden will be speaking about his faith and how much it has mattered in his life, but he'll be connecting it to some overarching uh, goals that guide his time in office. And that's been part of the course over several different presidencies that you sort of nod to the upcoming political debates, even as you focus on religious messages. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. 
But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hmm, Interesting. Uh, Kelsey, we know that recently uh, the this National Prayer Breakfast became controversial uh, in part because of its association with uh, a group called the International Foundation. Uh, it's a religious group also known as The Family. Uh, there was a 2008 book exposing some of this. It was turned into a Netflix series. And there was uh, a contention that this particular group wielded a you know disproportionate uh, disturbing amount of power in Washington and that they had uh, maybe too close of a role with this prayer breakfast uh, what can you tell us about that and are they still involved or are they now if they distance themselves from the prayer breakfast entirely a key concern is that the prayer breakfast is meant to be bipartisan and there were always speakers from both parties and in fact, like an organizing committee that had uh, members of Congress from both parties. But all of this reporting on the quote, the family was saying that they were actually uh, power brokers in the conservative world, pushing the conservative uh, causes throughout the year and using the prayer breakfast for networking uh, to push those same causes. Wow. And so there was just concern that it was becoming more of a conservative event rather than something that all members of Congress could get behind. Um, They are now holding a side event that will continue to be the larger conference feeling where people from all around the world can come and share in ministry opportunities, talk about policy debates, but it will not be within the actual uh, room that Biden is speaking or that other members of Congress are meeting. So they will have like a live stream of those remarks, but it won't be all combined as it was in the past. Ah, I see. So let's talk about who is invited to what. Who Who is invited to that now, that additional event with the family, and who will be invited to the official national prayer breakfast? The official one, it's easy to describe. It's um, members of Congress and the Senate who would like to take part, and they have a plus one that in most cases would be their spouse, or even a religious leader from their hometown, someone who has shaped their religious life throughout their uh, career. And then, of course, President Joe Biden, who is invited to speak. And so that's who we have in uh, the auditorium where remarks are made. In the other conference that's much larger, it's all sorts of folks. It's people who um, are just personally very excited about in government. It's prominent religious leaders that are traveling from other countries to meet and talk about interfaith initiatives. And so it's just a really interesting um, grab bag of people who will meet for a couple days in a row for mm. a conference. Wh- which event do you think will have better breakfast food uh, is, my, is my question. Oh, the bigger one, I would think. Like when you look at pictures of past prayer breakfast, um, it's the 
type of big breakfast that I absolutely adore, where it's like, here's your orange juice and your apple juice mm, and yeah. your hot juices. chocolate. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's all sorts of I want of a waffle. I want bacon and sausage. Don't make me choose just one. Exactly. Um, and the other one sounds quite sad with just a bagel and some cream cheese. Yeah, I, I have to say, I, I mean, I understand it's probably on the taxpayer's dime. So part of me appreciates maybe going a little bit uh, skimpier on the on the breakfast options there. But I have to say, if I'm a member of Congress, I'm going to go get my full course Belgian waffle with multiple juices, and then I might stop by and hear President Biden's remarks. But uh, but seriously, Kelsey, we're speaking with Kelsey Dallas who covers religion and sports and the Supreme Court for the Deseret News, uh, about the changes to the National Prayer Breakfast. Uh, Kelsey, can you give us some examples of how presidents or members of Congress in the past have used the prayer breakfast to kind of promote themselves or their image? Any specific examples come to mind? Well, I think that one that stands out to me is uh, President Barack Obama, because throughout his time in office, there was a certain amount of suspicion surrounding his religious life um, and just, as you know, his, his upbringing in general. And so any opportunity that he had to talk about um, faith and talk about the way that he remained in close contact with religious leaders from his past and they continued to guide him during his time in office, um, I think that was significant for him to have those moments of personal reflection. And the same is true for President Donald Trump because he did have a very strong core group of backers that are uh, evangelical Christian, but he didn't always have a chance to talk about faith to a broader group. And so he was very um, active in those uh, prayer breakfast events. Yeah, Kelsey, thank you so much for joining Inside Sources. That is Kelsey Dallas, who covers uh, religion, sports, the Supreme Court for the Deseret News. We appreciate you joining Inside Sources. Thank you. Listeners, be sure to stick around for Hour 2 coming up next. We have some very important conversations and stories that we will cover. Stick around here on KSL News Radio. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.